0: So when we figured out that making beer was fun and easy, we thought, oh, <laughs> easy, huh? let's, let's, let's see if we can translate this into a business. And here we are about six and a half years later, still rocking and rolling, still making beer, now making pizza. So why don't you start with the two different types of yeast that's oh basically used? Oh my gosh, used. yeah,
1: that's you. <laughs> no, you know what they are. Well, an ale and a y- lager yeast.
0: And what's the main difference?
1: Oh, I'm being taught.
0: Yeah, Right now fine. I am. We're We're awesome. Awesome. We're, this is why we
1: school. need video sometimes. We went around and searched like every every King Super's that you could imagine, <laughs> trying to find as many as we could. And uh, I came home with a bunch and he started counting them.
0: And as I was counting them, I got to the number 42 and I was yeah. like, nope, don't go anywhere anymore. If you ask Siri what the answer to the to life, <laughs> like, the universe and everything is, <laughs> yeah. she will come up at, at one out of four times with the number 42. Yeah. That's really fascinating.
1: Yeah, You know, it's
0: about people experimenting and figuring out what what worked and what didn't. And this one worked so well that everybody was overjoyed with it. I think that's what we're all searching for.
2: Welcome back to Edible Economy. I'm Nate. And I'm Kim. And we are at Big Choice Brewery today. I'm pretty excited to be here. Yeah. Before we jump in... Thank you for listening. Thanks for your support. Biggest thing that you could do to help us out is to rate us and rate us high. 5 stars only. <laughs> 5 stars only. Mm-hmm. If you've got less, please and email subscribe. us that first.
3: Grab everyone else's phone and make them subscribe. Yeah. That's
2: what we do. We just grab people's phone and just say, "Hey, we're going to sign you up for the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
3: We're here with Nathaniel and Andrea Miller and they own Big Choice Brewery. We do. All right. Welcome, guys. Thank
2: you.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thank you. So let's just briefly tell us, who are you guys?
1: Uh, We are Nathaniel and Andrea Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We own Big Choice Brewing. You guys did a great introduction Mm there. We are both Colorado natives. Okay, Um, nice. So I grew up in Littleton, Lakewood area. I'm think a fourth or fifth generation
2: wow. Coloradoan
1: so I've been here my whole life and yeah Nathaniel dragged me into the to the brewing industry I blame him so
2: <laughs> and I'm Nathaniel Miller <laughs> with that segue um it was a good segue I, I, right. I was
0: also born and raised in Colorado um not as many generations as Andrea but uh, uh I was born in Boulder grew up around there okay and had some fun around there so um my, uh, my family had uh, owned their own business since I was a little kid, back in the early 70s, and um, I guess just kind of being an entrepreneur stuck with me. So when we figured out that making beer was fun and easy, we thought, oh, <laughs> easy, huh? let's, let's easy. easy. let's see if we can translate this into a business. So <laughs> after a lot of uh, imagination, we, we kind of drove down the road of uh, opening our own business. And, uh, and here we are about six and a half years later still rocking and rolling still making beer now making pizza
1: so six yeah, and a half
2: fine. years six yes. and a half years wow that's a good run
1: yeah, yeah. hopefully it'll be longer yeah <laughs> <We'll keep laughs> every going month we always hour. say hopefully we'll make it to the next month."
3: <laughs> so did you just start making beer in your house is that how it happened yes, just he, for
1: fun he made our garage really stinky okay uh he's the master brewer he does it all, as far as the recipes and, and that um, sometimes I come up with some good ideas and he puts them together. But he started in our garage and fell in love with it and um, made his own little brew system. His parents own a sheet metal manufacturing company. And so oh, nice. he and he's an engineer. And so he designed a lot of the layout for his homebrew system and that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, he just... Would spend, what, every weekend, all day, brewing in the garage. And I had to entertain the kids, so I wasn't... Plus, I, I really didn't want to sit there.
0: I asked her several times to <laughs> yeah. join me, and she didn't feel like she wanted to do that. No. Um, I liked drinking so it. It, okay. it kept That's me busy. What so, I
1: the taste test, yes. She was the taste yes. tester. Yes, okay. us and everybody else. I, all the neighborhood. All the, all the neighbors. Yeah, it, it.
0: it kind of came from the fact that my folks were homebrewing at the time. They were semi-retired. And we kind of looked at it like, well, this is kind of a simple recipe, you know, like making a cake, you know, if you follow the recipe, usually you'll get a cake at the end if you don't do anything too horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And after, after about six months or so of tweaking things and doing stuff, my dad and mom kind of got sick and tired of doing it themselves. They were waiting for beer to carbonate and it kind of got boring to them, I guess. So my dad came to me and said, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. And He said i'll buy all the ingredients and the parts and everything you just make the beer and we split the batches and so the rest is history and they still get a lot of our beer at the house so yes are they big customers of you guys here they are they're our biggest fans yeah nice thank goodness right (laughs) it's
2: always nice to have the
1: family support yes and tell us our beer's good that's what we need to hear so
2: (laughs) so how long has that been the the you know so it sounds like a change from hobby to commercial i think we started about
0: 2006 2007 somewhere right around there okay and then uh, my good friend that I grew up with in uh, high school and college um, Tyler Roos he uh, he and I were comparing home brewing notes and one day on the phone he said we should start a brewery and my response was don't kid about that because I'd be serious as a heart attack to get going on that and so after a lot of um, looking at money and and where we might wanna do it and things like that. We, we kind of started the business, he and I, and he at the time was living in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, his wife is from there, but he's originally from Boulder as well. And um, the plan was he was supposed to come back and, and join us, join me in running the brewery. And his company that he was working for, he was originally allowed to work remotely and, and they told him afterwards, no, you can't work remotely anymore you guys gotta come and come to the head office in Austin. So they had to move and um, kind of right before we were opening, Andrea, whose background is marketing and event planning and things like that, came to me and said, Have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? What are you going to do for your opening weekend? And I was like, (laughs) I just got beer made. (laughs) And she started yelling at me. And all of a sudden,
2: in a nice way, (laughs) always in a nice way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here. Um, All of a sudden, she jumped in and and started getting the opening weekend going. And it, it really went off without a hitch. I mean, for the little space we were in originally over there in Broomfield. Rated for like 65 people inside. I think we had twice that many people inside, three okay. times that many people outside. It just, it really went off well. Oh, that's yeah.
1: cool. awesome. It that was awesome. And then I, so I was working for National Western Stock Show at the time. I had started there after I um, got done with college. And uh, I had been there 11 years, I guess, by that point. Something like that. Anyway, so, because um, what, we opened May of 2012? in Broomfield okay so really started planning in 2008 was able to get everything done by 2012 and then uh I didn't really step in until September of that year to kind of take over because again Tyler was he just couldn't make it back to really help and he was doing Nathaniel was doing everything I mean he was working the tasting room and brewing the beer you know and all that stuff and um we had two kiddos so we have a son and a daughter Mm -hmm. um they are now ten and thirteen. Okay. Nice. So they grew you know, up in the
0: brewery.
3: They grew up in the brewery. That is right.
1: We have some awesome videos of them in the empty brewery um, before we moved stuff in. It's pretty cool to to watch them. But um, now they're sick of it, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. Yeah, right. Yeah, they won't be in beer. a few years. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm dreading that lockdown. I know, right? Don't need a beer here. My diet, my daughter eyeballs. You're like, oh uh, no. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I fell in love with it, not realizing, but again, I like, I mean, I like the the brewing side of it, but that's not, that's his passion. Mine is the events and the, um, social social aspect aspect of it. Oh, that's cool. You know, interacting with the customers and although Nathaniel does an awesome job with that, he, he doesn't give himself another, enough kudos, (laughs) I think when it comes to interacting with our customers and getting to know them. But yeah, that it kind of meshed well. It ended up working out really well, so.
2: I like it, yeah. Yes. yeah.
3: So you guys have been married for like 14 15 year, years, 15 years, mm-hmm. and now you work together. So it's similar to Nate and I. We've yeah. been married over 14 years and worked together, and it, it is working. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So we can be a testament to people that are like, we want to quit our corporate jobs and we want to be entrepreneurs and... Raise our kids. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think it's doable. It's, I mean, maybe not for everybody. Nathaniel's I, I <laughs> looking at you like, are you sure? No. He's like, "What well, she no, going to say? For I just want her to
0: get out what she wants to say. No, home, I, so.
1: I think that it's actually made, us, made our relationship a lot stronger, honestly. Um, we communicate, for the most part, a little bit better, I think, than we used to before we had our own separate jobs and stuff. So we get a lot of time together. But then, I don't know. It's really it's work. don't you guys feel this yep. oh, yeah. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's time
0: together, but you really don't you really don't spend time together. Right. And then when you go to look to spend time together, the hard part <laughs> is detaching. Right. From you, work. You got to yes. remove from work. Right. Yeah. And yes. for both of us about. that's that's really hard means more so than than Andrea. And I think, you know, from our perspective, I think the one thing that we really picked up on or the two things is like you said, we I think our relationship is always been getting stronger and the communication is better i think it comes with the fact that you're you might argue a little bit more and so your communication is there
2: yeah <laughs> but it might it,
0: it it both levels you know the arguments and the passion and stuff like that they they all kind of get get higher there but then the other thing i think we always tell people is that i don't think either one of us realized how little you could live on when you have <laughs> right. to right you know? um,
1: yeah, yeah. It's true. It Living is through true. those ups and downs of owning your own brewery or business, period. Yeah. It doesn't even yes. I mean it doesn't even have to be a brewery it it kind changes of just, It changes everything, doesn't it? Does. Your whole perspective, whole perspective
2: on what is what poor is. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but that you and don't really need what you had at one right. point. You know, it's it's things don't become a a necessity i mean you're it's easier easily to define between a want and a necessity and yeah that's always been hard for me because yeah. i want everything and yeah. i probably don't need everything yeah when so. we were first married
0: i told her i said let's go let's go window shopping for cars oh i can't let's do just that. go do that and she says no way no way because no. <laughs> i'd find something i'd want and we'd have to go get it and yes. i'm like No, I I I just want to look. Let's go test drive some
2: stuff. But But That's what the internet's for, right? I know. Well,
1: now Amazon. Well, yeah, I guess guess
2: you could just just buy buy it all on the internet too. Back in those days, at least I can't buy
1: a car on Amazon, or can (laughs) you? I bet you can I'm sure you can. Don't tell me that. eBay, right? There you go. There
2: you go. Do you guys do you guys sell anything online? Can you? We don't. We can
1: uh, merchandise and things like that with the alcohol sales that gets. Tricky. Tricky with the laws, especially across state lines and so on and so forth. So, okay. Um, age, I mean, of course, you have right. to be 21 kind of thing. How do you verify? I know um, there are businesses that do that. Um, wineries, I think, mm. a lot more than... And I know breweries do it too. But that's over my head and something at least we try not to get into too much. And uh, we'd love to be able to sell our product online, but we just... We try and get them in the space. I think that's where they get more of the feel of who we are and that face-to-face. Again, that's, no pun intended. Sorry, that's kind of our namesake <laughs> for the brewery. But um, anyway, so yeah, I would. I think I'd rather have them in. Although we get a lot of emails inquiring, hey, you know, I've, I've had your beard. It's great, but I'm in West. V- I just got one the other day. I'm in West Virginia. How do I get it? And I'm like,
2: uh, fly to Colorado. Can you
1: come back? <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to take care of you. We're right by the airport. It's <laughs> so far. So yeah, it's kind of been up and down. We wish we could, and eventually we probably will. Yeah. So. So
3: speaking of the space, <laughs> you guys are now in this amazing building in Brighton. And how long have you been here?
1: Now. So we opened last August, so okay. just, over a year. just over a year. We started in here, we moved into this space, Thank well, we started much. the work March, last March. Um, officially moved out of our space in Broomfield at the end of June, and then opened up here in August. So it so was.
3: how did you find the space? Like, what made? were you looking for something bigger, and what made you want to move? Because that's were, a lot of, Yeah. pretty yeah. far from your first we were, yes. brewery.
0: When we originally looked for the space in Broomfield, we were really looking towards somewhere where, close to where Tyler and I grew up because we wanted to be close to home, all, all families still up around sure. Boulder, Longmont-type area. And we originally looked, we said, okay, you know, somewhere along the 36 corridor would be great. And growing up around there, we always felt that once you hit Federal on 36, that's, that's Denver. Yeah. I don't want to say ghetto, but... That was the, but you did. I wow. did. But went there. It's not that. It's, it's once you cross it's that line, shaky it's, over it, there. it's further away from Boulder than it is close to right. Boulder. So for us, we were like, all right, well, that was kind of the line. But um, when, we, when we were originally in the, in the space in Broomfield, we got set up um, by the city of Broomfield with some of the people who own some land in Broomfield that wanted to do a build a suit. And um, that was in September of 2014. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to prepare for that because our lease was only five years. And we wanted to make sure we could get going to the next section of the, of the business. And that went okay for the next two and a half years or so. And then all of a sudden that, that deal just kind of fell through. Um, so we went into survival mode and um, contacted the realtor that we had been working with before. Asked him, you know, we're looking for some place in Broomfield. That's home right now. Mm That's where all our customers are. That's where, you know, the fan base is type of thing. And he came back and he goes, really, there's nothing going to be ready in the time frame that you guys are need. You know, you guys might have extra six months after your lease is up, but that's it. Mm -hmm. And so we were, we were desperate. We, we didn't know what to do because we had a business that technically was making money and things like this but without a home it didn't exist
1: and we had to kind of make the call do we are we done right because if we want yeah we kind of were like you know if we can't be in broomfield are we is it that important to us or is just the brewery and what we're doing um is that what's important we is this still our passion do we want to continue doing this that kind of thing and
0: we didn't leave anything on the table because we you know growing up here I mean we, we I always called the the mountains our big backyard, so we explored everywhere.
1: We went um, to the western slope and we looked, looked at some places. Oh, wow. really. Yeah. We um, we looked everywhere. You know, we still tried to steer clear. Denver's a an area we just, I mean, there's so many breweries out there which are totally fabulous and to compete with them it's a little nerve wracking, yeah, I to be I bet. honest. Yeah. Honestly. So, you know, we kinda wanted to steer clear of Denver, but then um yeah, our realtor had been working with the woman who currently owns this space, and she and he's like, you got to check it out. If you guys are willing to look wherever, he's like, you guys got to check it out. He sent us information on Brighton. I mean, we, we of course, growing up here, you know, Brighton's very ag. It, yeah. It's, you know, right. I mean, a small town feel, but... Colorado's growing so much and we kind of started looking at a bunch of information about how much Brighton is growing and things like that and they're like all right you know this could be a huge potential and they're trying to really work on their downtown and things like that so we pulled up to this building and we were just like holy crap like beautiful like the woman who had who redid the entire outside um the big garage doors we have the openness of it we were just like no way and you walk we walked in and it was just awesome yeah it It was just it had a great feel the open ceilings and the you know knowing it was an old buddhist temple that was kind of cool i mean what you could do with um you know in the market that we are in, Colorado is a booming market for breweries. How do you differentiate yourself? And a lot of it is the tasting room experience, right? How do you, you know, not just your customer service and definitely it is your beer, but what can you say? Be like, hey, we're in an old Buddhist temple that was built in 1940. That's a historical landmark um, with the city of Brighton. And why wouldn't you want to come out and hang out and check it out, you know? So going from a small... 50 person tasting room
0: in an industrial in an industrial area. area it was
1: an office space that we turned into a Oh wow re- really Yeah with a okay. warehouse in the back that was what we, okay. it was and then kind of walking into this we were like holy Yes crap. please This is a <laughs> like, yeah. different game altogether yeah. yeah it and really it, is It felt bit I mean just I mean of course it's big I mean we our capacity here is 160 180 with the patios and stuff and so it was just crazy different but we kind of couldn't pass it up i mean and you know again um we spoke with the gentleman at something dave and dustin and brian and you know something
2: is another brewery in in brighton Brighton,
1: yeah and they are i mean that's the great thing about the brewing community right we all work together and we all want to support and to have another to create um another Destination, another spot for people to go to in Brighton, which I think is what Brighton is all—you know—the city is trying to do, and that kind of stuff, and to be a part of that is awesome, and I think people appreciate that.
2: And for those that don't know, Brighton is about 25 minutes away from downtown Denver. Mm -hmm. It's an eastern almost to the eastern plains but it's not really it's a lot closer than people think i guess it is is actually also yeah and uh, it's like
3: growing up in chicago it's like still being part of the city yeah it's so close yeah yeah
2: i mean where i grew up you were you were a 20 minute car drive ride from everything yep yeah and in brighton it's a 20 minute car ride from everything in denver yeah or maybe 25 yep Unless you're, leaving, unless you're leaving, at seven o'clock or seven fifteen in the morning, right. Trying yeah. to get your child to school back in uh, the Denver Metro, yes. Then it's a fifty-minute drive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but most people don't drive at that time of day to come to a brewery. I'm assuming,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. But <laughs> no. <laughs> do you guys still?
2: Where do you live now? Do you still So live we in...
1: moved to Brighton. We, we were oh, okay. We lived in Arvada for fourteen years. Okay. Um, and then yeah, we being out here the drive wasn't that bad honestly no. what 30 minutes at the most i hated it i know wow
2: yeah we're, highway we're traffic is now. awful <laughs> see so yeah. from old town arvada to here yep and that's a, so we came out here
1: yep exactly
2: because <laughs> so want to do the driving well
1: and that was it it's like you know that it's not that it was long it's just the highway traffic that yeah. to us and plus you know um our kids school was of course in Arvada, Mm -hmm. and that drive you know if they needed anything or needed something you know something went wrong whatever we were 30 minutes away right and it's daily it daily yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so we you know kind of made the decision to move out here so we're in east brighton further east um but only about 15 well yeah about 15 minutes from here so it's actually and we love it nice we love it so the drive is awesome and um you know, it's actually to be more involved. That way, it gives us an opportunity to be more involved with the community and and do things right. for and with where our business is. Yep, all that. Stuff. And the schools are great. Um, our kids are loving it. It was an easier transition than we thought. That was kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I think for sure was the kiddos. But yeah.
2: So moving back to beer. Yeah. What what is beer?
1: <laughs> what is beer, Nathaniel? I
2: mean, we know that you know you can get a six pack of beer at the, beer. At the <laughs> store. I
3: know there's something about like
2: three ingredients or something yeah that's
3: actually all i know i don't even know (laughs) water barley
0: hops and yeast water
3: Water, barley hops and yeast
0: Yeah, Yeah. those are the basic four ingredients and basically you know there's a there's a process like we said when we got into this whole thing it was you know you figure out how to do the recipe um and a lot of people are finding out that the recipe and following that and doing it themselves is is not hard the key is is really figuring out how to be consistent with it and following the process the same every time, because while even in the craft beer industry, which is different from the, the larger breweries, like, um, the big, the big guys that sell out football stadiums and stuff like that. Sure. (laughs) That should not be named. Um, (laughs) you know, um, we, we have a little bit more, more leeway with how creative we can be, but people still want, when they, when they get to enjoy a beer that, that you produce a lot, they want it to taste the same every time. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really critical. So.
2: so you get a couple of staples, and, mm-hmm. and then you experiment with other beers. Yep. Correct. And then I've, what, do you have a seasonal, or how do you um, do
0: that? I mean, we, when we moved, we upped, now it's from 8 taps to 20. So we can have as many as 20 beers on tap at all the times.
2: Oh my goodness, um, really? Wow. And then yeah.
0: usually we have between 12 and 16 on and it just depends. Is it a hoppier beer? Is it more of like a, a light lager, like your, your American lagers and things like that? Or is it a, a wheat beer or a, a Belgian beer? All those different styles, stouts, porters, things like that. So,
3: So how do you make a beer hoppier? Like how do you
0: what? make a beer happier? Hoppier.
3: hoppier.
1: Well, you hoppier. have to <laughs> massage
0: the tank a little bit, and then it, it, it smiles down on you. No, to make it hoppier. Well, hops, as you know, are. Um, our plant, yep. So they have um, cones, or the the hops are the cones of they they're what's known as a vine, which is, as far as I understand, um, as opposed to a vine which kind of creeps along everywhere. Uh-huh. A vine just goes one one main shoot up, okay. okay, and then it has little little leaf sections that come off with the hops. Okay, um, they look like a pine cone, really. And then what we're concerned about with is not necessarily the vegetal green leafy matter that's on the hop itself, but it's more of the compounds that are developed through the hop growing. Um, There's lupulin and and different oils and things like this, and mercine and things that all kind of make things bitter. Um, And with that, depending on the hop variety, it can have anywhere from a tropical flavor or lime or piney or like black currant You know, all sorts of different flavors that you can kind of really manipulate things. So we could make the same base beer, which in itself has many different variations that we can do. But if we made the same base beer and just did the hops differently, it would taste like a completely different thing.
1: You mean adding the hops at different parts in the process? No, doing different different types types of hops. hops. Okay, I just wanted... So Thank you. You Andrea. can see that she doesn't spend a lot of time hanging out. With me. <laughs> what? I was about to ask the same question. See. So but but is that
2: the main ingredient that you change for flavor is the hops or No, I or mean it's, it it's one things?
0: it's one of the variables. So okay. uh, I mean even water that we would consider um, pretty standard, you go drink a glass of water. I mean it can be manipulated as well. Um, we for different beers we manipulate the water chemistry. How much of each of the different minerals that have had the water what the water comes with from the source that we get we manipulate that to get different variables in the finished beer as well
2: do you so. use tap water or do you have certain you know special water you, you bring your... water in so this this, this is kind of a secret no it just, <laughs> no it's it's
0: kind of an interesting thing because it's a a little bit of a you, you kind of have at least two camps on this, and some people say, well, if you're changing the water that you're getting at all, it doesn't really follow historically with what people did when they were originally making beer. You know, the reason why we like Guinness as a beer or, you know, um, Pilsners as they tasted from the major manufacturers is because the, they used the water they had.
3: Oh, okay. The The... So that's why Coors is like Rocky Mountain...
0: That's correct. Because it's
3: the water that it's, they were It's using. the water. And okay. in the
0: beginning, they used the water right out of Clear Creek. Um, but you don't get that opportunity anymore. So right. all of our water has gone through a water treatment plant. And then they add different things to it uh-huh. for drinking or whatever. And my argument that we, we made way back in the day was I don't it's not that i'm trying to completely change what we have water wise i'm just trying to take out what they add that we don't need and then manipulate it just slightly so that it gets us the best tasting so we're still Mm. using the major water or the the majority of the water we're getting but we'll filter out chlorine Um, chlorine is not a good thing for beer because it'll make things taste like a band-aid or like um,
3: fluoride like we don't need fluoride beer we don't right? need fluoride in the beer <laughs> um, it makes your teeth feel really pretty right? no i don't
0: <laughs> and i mean it, it was interesting to kind of see how the water chemistry differed between broomfield and here i mean everybody oh, yeah. sure most municipalities have kind of a mix of two different sources depending even seasonally they'll have different mixes um but broomfield to here it's a significantly harder in in brighton and um one of the things that worked out in our favor was the higher sodium level. Mm-hmm. Um, the higher sodium level that the water contains in Brighton, just coming from the faucet, actually gives us a little bit more what we call head retention, which is um, the foam on the top of the beer. It sticks around a little bit longer. Um, the lacing, that, uh, part of the that
1: lacing and that, yeah. that kind oh, of stuff. That cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then I mean, even, even the grain can be manipulated and then there's several variations of yeast. I mean, we beer Beer yeast is Saccharomyces, but...
2: That's the Latin name for it? That's the
0: Latin name. Okay. <laughs> Got to clarify. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it, it, it varies from strain to strain, too. So, and each one of those can div, give different flavors. I mean, we did, we did that right now. We have what we used to use as our traditional Oktoberfest mm. beer, mm-hmm. which is more of an amber German lager. And we switched the yeast out on it this year and used a Mexican lager yeast instead of a German lager yeast, and completely different flavor.
3: And it's delicious, the Mexican lager beer. I it tried is. it at Thank the you. farm festival, oh, well, awesome. <laughs> And I'm not—I don't drink a lot of beer. And I was like, oh, I could drink this. And then I gave some to my friend, and she doesn't drink beer very much either. Sure. And She liked it too. So See? I like to good add job. a little bit of lime. We
1: throw oh, a lime yeah. in it here at the brewery, or nice. when we're at home and stuff. So it's good. So good. Yes. yes. And I like my happier beer beers more, but I do. I like that one. And then we have a fest beer that we did that I... It's not hoppy at all, and it's delicious, too. And I don't say that just because I own the place. It really is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm imagining that you just have, you know, this leather-bound journal with a big tie around it and all your secret recipes. I mean, because all of the the variations, the different kinds of hops, the different kinds of yeast, what you take out of the water or add to or leave alone— I mean, I can just imagine there's thousands of different combinations. You know, there's an infinite amount of, diff- of combinations exactly. that you can do. Um, and so is that what you, you just Do you experiment in small, small batch and then say, I like this one? Or it how do, just how do you at It just it, kind of depends. If we're getting a little bit on the
0: crazy side, then we'll do a, a significantly smaller batch. One, it's cost effective because if we put something... Big, and it turns out that it doesn't taste good at all. It's just more down the drain. Yeah. Um, but the stuff that we've, you know, over the years, we've kind of gotten pretty confident in the fact that there are certain styles and certain things that we're playing with that really do are going to end up okay. Okay. Once we we kind of find and finalize what the recipe is going to be and put it together, so really weird experimenting. We we do small, but the typically we're pretty confident to go with a bigger one on them. On a less experimental beer.
1: And the most we brew is, well, our our system is a seven-barrel system. So, and I think the smallest we can do, at least on that, is a five-barrel batch. Batch. So that's the smallest we can do unless he uses his homebrew setup. So when you talk in barrels, it's two half-barrel kegs, so two 15-and-a-half-gallon kegs. And so she pays all the
0: taxes on this, so she knows all these numbers. <laughs> I have to know this. How many gallons in a barrel, Andrea?
1: How many gallons in a barrel? 31. Yeah. 15 and a half to, plus 2 yeah. plus 2 yeah. holy times. moly times 2 <laughs> wow and i'm doing the books that is scary
2: <laughs> so
1: yeah no and but that's the whole thing it's nathaniel has gotten Good. We'll give, of course, all that you talk about that leather bind, you know, yeah. binder. And I can, I when you said, it, I'm like that totally. I do that same thing, right? And it's what his head is like that. Okay, so it's in your he, head. It's this leather a bound. Lot of it. He, he oh no, uses, I have a
0: leather bound binder. It's got a fruit on the cover, but um, and it plugs into the wall. But
1: well, wow, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's, well, it's, some of the stuff is in there, and yes, but when, but. The, uh, this man absorbs knowledge like no person I've known. Except for, my, I think, my grandfather, who used to read a lot. And that and that's <laughs> him to a T, for sure. He doesn't like it. I can see the look on his yeah. face. I hates it's when he's like being going to the craps table
0: at Vegas. I'm sitting there every time. Uh,
1: just right?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sevens every time. <laughs> so what was, like... A disaster. That yeah, happened. that's what I was like, gonna ask.
2: What didn't uh, work? Like something oh, wow.
3: turned out like orange juice, or
2: we we were talking to somebody and uh, they did uh, fermented foods and they do amazing fermented foods. Uh, it's called Happy Leaf Kombucha, and oh, okay. um, they she did carrots and she's really excited about the carrots and she said they came out in. What, like a jello, jello oh. like gelatinous stuff on the outer core of it. <laughs> and it just sounded disgusting. Just, and she said right. it was disgusting.
3: Because of the sugars in the carrots. Oh, and she, yeah, she was not okay. thinking about But she, she did, did. She was she, learning about it. Sure. Right.
2: But she did eat all of them.
3: Yes. Yeah. They were
2: <laughs> she's, she's like, all do it.
3: No customers ate them. So yeah. it was like a, something that just God. turned out just. It didn't not, work. Not it, what you, you were know, expecting.
1: At least, I think it's a personal. Preference on some of the things that we've done we did a basil mandarin lime goza and a goza is a salty sour okay Okay. so it's like he talked about manipulating we manipulate the water and add you know make it saline
0: so it was originally a historical style that was started um uh, in Goslar, germany and they had salt mines near there so their water was naturally saline okay so when they they, what they were trying to do was try and basically do a Berliner Weiss, which is a, a very slightly tart German wheat beer. And in the in the course of them using the saline water, it came out with this saltiness. Well, you know, like drinking a margarita with a little salt on the rim. All of a sudden, the flavors type, start to explode mm-hmm. and really taste wonderful. So that's what they did. So they created this style of Goza. and We,
1: we did a lime Goza. Um, and we still have it, actually. But we had just experimented. We're like, let's do different variations of this, and we just, so we were like, let's do a basil Mandarin. So we'll add that to the lime goza thing, and it got mixed reviews, right? So it's I mean, people were like, it tastes like pizza, and I'm like, I don't. Okay, I didn't think it did. And you know, all these things. So some of the beers that we have done have been a miss with some of our clientele, just because they. They, they just don't like the flavors that come together on it now have we had beers that we have had to toss down the drain yes
2: before they ever got to the customer before
1: they got the to the customer yeah. And a lot of that is just off flavors things that like process, yeah process control. issues oh, that you're okay. like okay you don't you don't want a band-aid typically you don't want a band-aid flavor in your yeah. beer and to me when I drink <laughs> it's a it,
2: like corked wine almost, right yeah.
1: it's so gross no <laughs>
2: um,
1: you know people will say uh, uh, like a butter a butter flavor tip isn't tip what you would typically want in a beer or you know that's not an, that's a And you know what flavor.
2: does it if it tastes like butter it tastes like pop or uh, Yeah, we know what, what went wrong in
0: the process. Sometimes <laughs> okay. we can't explain why it went wrong, right. but we know what went wrong. I think the most interesting thing for me that was kind of you know one one thing that you say kind of everything came out gross when we do our sour beers Um, We do what's called a kettle sour. So there's two different styles. You can either inoculate Which is add bacteria to the the wort in a barrel and just kind of let it sit. What's a wort? wort is the sugary water that is made from um, Steeping the grain. Okay. Okay and if we were to get into that process, I can go into We'd my tea we be here example.
1: for
0: years. But, um, I still want to know the Cliff Notes version of that. Cliff- we'll <laughs> get to that in a minute. In that, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, when you inoculate it, you can do it in one of two ways, really. You can put it in a, in a container. And typically, people use a wooden barrel. Um, and then they'll inoculate it and let it sit. Or we can do what's called a kettle sour, which we put it in the kettle. We inoculate it with bacteria. And then let it sit for three or four days. And then we boil it immediately so it kills all the bacteria so no nothing else continues to get down the sour path. And um, I think the most interesting thing to me was when, it, when you inoculate this sugary water with bacteria. And basically, there's several ways you can do it. But we're looking for lactobacillus, which is typically found in um, yogurt that has active cultures in it. Mm-hmm. So it's the same type of bacteria in that. And after three or four days sitting at about 100, 110 degrees, it <laughs> smells exactly like vomit. Oh. I mean, it is gross. gross. Our beer does not taste like, like vomit. No, no. no. <laughs> That's just part of the process. <laughs> no, yes. That's okay. Uh, it does, uh, This is uh,
2: the stuff I want to hear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, you it, walk in downstairs and it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, oh.
0: You're like, okay, great i
2: got to put up with this for a day. <laughs> and I sometimes
1: have to remind myself, oh, yeah, he just did a sour. Because I'm like, is something rotting? Like, what is going on?
2: <laughs> Does it ever seep
0: upstairs? Um, not not too, not too much. Uh-uh. The things that seep upstairs are the are the cool flavors, like when we brew, or if we do get a, right. a reclaimed barrel from, like, a whiskey mm-hmm. a distillery or something like that, uh-huh. and we have to steam them clean, those flavors will fill the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind You get, cool, like, a whiskey huh? or, a, or a rum just filling... It's like a uh, what are those candle people?
1: What are those candle? I, you, not Yankee
0: uh, candle. The people, the ladies that do the candle wax stuff, they light them on or they scentsy. put. It, scentsy Thank you. Oh Bam. Dang, <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> know Dang, I didn't even know only the <laughs> men in this We system. are know awful that. at Pictionary too. Um, <laughs> Pictionary is not our game. So yeah, if it was a Sensi flavor, I think we name. would sell a lot right, of it. Right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah. okay. But I think the, only, the thing that I was like, wow, this is not what I expected, and it is kind of gross. Is that when the, you have to when sour? you have to sour
2: stuff, so. Yeah. I, I had no idea that was part of the process, mm. or part of a process. Yeah, Right. Many different processes that you do.
1: It is a lot. Yeah, There's But that's the cool thing. You, it's the experimentation of it, right? And that's the great thing about the craft beer world, is that you can experiment. And as long as you aren't getting... The, those off flavors that you definitely don't want in your beer, I guess, except depending on if you want a sour or not, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's it's cool.
3: It is cool. Yeah. You're like a chemist. Um, so there's people that, like, can food and stuff, right? And then they get scared. There's always, like, oh, did I get all the air out? Is there bacteria growing? Is that ever a problem with brewing?
0: So, yes. Um, when we package... Specifically for distribution, it's a, a little bit less here when we'll, when we'll fill containers to go. Um, we use a, several here. Um, but when we package in 12 ounce cans, aluminum cans, um, here for distribution, a couple of things we have to pay attention to is pretty much dissolved oxygen. Okay. Um, oxygen is our friend until fermentation is over. So yeast love oxygen. Uh-huh. And then after fermentation is over, Oxygen is becomes a spoiler as anybody who cans food knows you got oxygen in there. It's not good So we we do our best to make sure that after that process that requires oxygen is over We're basically not introducing any more oxygen because through the process of fermentation the yeast basically consumes oxygen and sugar and puts off alcohol and carbon dioxide and so through that production of carbon dioxide gas the oxygen in the tanks or in the vessels where the beer is being made is pushed out and replaced with the heavier CO2. And then once we go to, to manipulate that beer to the point where we're ready to have it carbonated and cold and ready to go into a can, we're our whole job is to minimize the oxygen pickup or retention. Okay. Um, oxygen will do numbers on hops. If you ever watch the advertisements for beer on TV. They talk about skunky beer. Mm-hmm. Skunky beer is a direct reaction from oxygen. It's, um, and you can't get away from it 100%, but we try to strive bet- below a certain level. Mm-hmm. So when we package our beer, we, we use a canning line here that, we, uh, that I designed and built. And um, it'll, it'll go through different processes where as we're filling, it, putting the cans on the line, we will purge them with even more carbon dioxide. And then fill from the bottom, pushing any of the the natural air out with the carbon dioxide still on the top. And then we'll fill the underside of the lid on an aluminum can. There's a little cavity in there, and that gets filled with carbon dioxide. So when it goes on the the can with the beer in it, and there's a little bit of foam, it purges out as much as we possibly can. We try and do, I think, if I remember right, industry standard is 200 parts per billion of dissolved oxygen in the beer. And we try and stay under that number. Um, a lot of the bigger breweries around here, like Avery and New Belgium and things, those guys stay under 50 parts per billion, and that's that's doing pretty good. So typically, under 200 parts per billion, we're good for a four-month shelf life. Um, and like I was telling somebody just the other day in the tasting room, that <coughs> it won't hurt you if you drink it four years from now. <laughs> it just may not taste great. Okay. Um, whereas with canned vegetables, right. you know, you got to boil a lot of things when they're coming out, because otherwise you might get botulism, whatever, you right. know, all those different
2: things. So, yes. so it won't. It, there's not a, a risk of, of illness from old beer or skunky beer or
0: not from skunky beer unless or, there's or something beer that's else been going sitting with open. for yeah. a year. If it's been infected with something else, some other non-desirable um, bacteria, there is a possibility sure. of getting sick. Okay, um, but that's. I've always wondered that too. I know. <laughs> if it's if it's just skunky and just kind of is like uh eh.
1: And that, that's, you know, you, we date mark our beers and do yeah. that kind of stuff. And the hoppy beers, you'll, you know, even when they sit, I, and that's, you know, it's a personal preference, yeah, you know, some people
2: like skunky beer,
1: some people totally do. And I'll drink it if I have to, I guess, but of course the, uh, the hoppy beers, man, you want them as fresh as, as possible. So okay. even to me, even less than four months on hoppy beers, you don't want to wait that long.
0: And if you're yeah. a bigger brewery and you have a lot of money. Sure. They'll do what's called flash pasteurization. So, oh. they'll they'll bring it up to over 180 yep. degrees really fast, and then chill it down really fast. So mm-hmm. they're killing anything that would, would normally hurt anything. Anyway. Yeah. So. Gotcha. But so, that doesn't. That's not perfect.
2: Well, what's an IPA? What's an APA? Uh, I don't know if there's any other PA's. What What
1: are they? <laughs> well, there are.
2: <laughs> um, what makes an India Pale Ale an India Pale Ale? Hops. It, right. It's just, Okay, I'm, like,
1: I'm looking just <laughs> to confirm. <laughs> never know. Sometimes I do say no, stuff wrong. Waiting. You'll correct me later. These are where I'm the never. comments
0: are going to come in after this goes up. You know, <laughs> people are going to be like, she doesn't know <laughs> she what she's talking no about. She has no idea. I
1: can't but believe she, she owns really a brewery. like talking yeah. to yes. her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, she's all right. She's all right. No, so you have your India Pale Ale, so you're hoppy. Um, but a pale ale is hoppy as well, just a little lighter. You have an IPL. So an India Pale lager.
0: Okay. So why don't you start with the two different types of yeast that's basically used. Oh my gosh. Used. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> no, you know what they are.
1: Well, an ale and a y- lager yeast.
0: Okay. Yes. And what's the main difference?
1: Oh, I'm being taught.
0: Yeah. This right is now fine. I am.
1: I'm, awesome. I mean, we're, we're, this, this is why we school. need video
0: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we're in school.
1: No, I, what wanna, I didn't. Go ahead. No, I want to oh, hear it. okay.
2: Keep going.
0: So an ale is basically fermented at a warmer temperature typically. and then and that those strains of yeast are conditioned to ferment anywhere from I think it's like 64 65 degrees Fahrenheit upwards to sometimes 80 or 90 degrees Fahrenheit depending on the strain. Lager yeasts are typically fermenting at 50 to 58 degrees Fahrenheit just depends. Um, Those are the big major differences between the two large sections of what the different beers are so. When we talk about India Pale Ale, American Pale Ale, just a Pale Ale, an extra Pale <laughs> Ale,
1: uh, they're all over the place.
0: Session, Session IPA, things like that. Basically, what started out was they they were making a, a basic ale in in uh, what England, and since a lot of the British troops were over in India, they were shipping this beer in wooden barrels. Well, they knew that hops were an antiseptic, and so they basically antiseptic, you know, antibacterial, whichever one it is. <laughs> Maybe
2: both. Maybe both. Could have been yeah. both. Um,
0: they would load the barrels up with more hops um, to prevent them from spoiling, or prevent the beer from spoiling as it went to India. And so when the when the soldiers got this beer, because of the climate over there, it was very refreshing to them. The, just this extra citrusy aspect of these hops being on that beer for so long. And so that style kind of came about simply because of necessity of getting it from one place to another.
2: Okay. So That's we're, really fascinating. Yeah. yeah.
0: And now we've become obsessed with it. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
2: I just, I, you know, I've heard India Pale Ale and you, you've seen it for a long time, but I, I always just thought there's, I just don't imagine that this type of beer came from Indians from the country India because mm. I don't think that they drink a whole lot, they didn't use to drink a whole lot of beer so I, that's fascinating, I've always wondered why and I just, I guess I've never taken the time to look it up on the internet but this is a much better uh, uh, history lesson it, it, can be. it can be you know it's about
0: people experimenting and figuring out what, what worked and what didn't and this one worked so well that everybody was overjoyed with it I think that's what we're all searching for
2: yeah, right. well, that's where a lot of the good stuff's found, right? It is just through those Ex- crazy experiments. That's, exactly that's why we were incidents. asking. I mean, that's one of the reasons we ask. What are, you know? Did you have an experiment that went wrong, or that you were trying to do one thing and then, oh my gosh, it Tasted turned like out amazing? Like, yeah, that could be. Yeah.
1: So when he was homebrewing, um, and that we, so he, we tell this story a little different, of course. Um, we went to Great American Beer Fest, and I think it was the first time you I mean, had ever been. You tell been. it different
2: than what he tells Correct. It. Okay, nice. What happened is, the,
1: his version's a little different, but we come to the same conclusion.
0: Let's just say that you had <laughs> had quite a few of beers at
1: the Never. festival. Is that why we went? I feel like that's why we went. It yeah. might have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had had a stout, and I believe it was a pepper stout. I can't, re- I can't remember. He thinks it was just an oatmeal stout. And it was delicious, and I I wasn't a typical stout drinker. So I went to him and I was like, We, we got it, we you got to brew something like this. He's like, Well, what was it? I'm like, I couldn't tell you.
2: <laughs> and I think I had already
1: drank, I don't remember if I gave you a taste of it or not. So anyway.
2: No. I probably not.
1: I probably drank it. It's only an ounce. I mean, jeez. Right. Um, so you could have let him smell the coffee. I could have. It yeah. smelled delicious. <laughs> um, so we. Got, huh, I was like, hey, we, we got to brew something like this. He's like, okay, we'll give it a shot. So he brewed an oatmeal stout. And so he was, you were doing 10-gallon batches at the time. And he um, he wanted to do raspberry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. So we, drank, we you know, after it had fermented and all that stuff, we tasted it, and we were like, all right. It, w- it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, whatever. So... He's like, let's split it in two and let's add two different flavors to it. And so he um, he liked raspberry. I hate sweet beers, that's just me. I just don't like fruity stuff.
2: Zima wasn't your favorite oh,
1: of- oh, well, in, <laughs> in, in With college. With a Jolly Rancher. In college, underage, <laughs> meaning. Um, so he split, did raspberry compote or something like that. And then he, for whatever reason, was like, we're going to do poblano peppers in the stout. And we were, I was like, okay, that's weird, whatever. So didn't you roast them and just did all that? Roasted them, de-seeded them, and let them sit. So we let them sit, and then we were hanging out and having people over, and afterwards, pretty much the poblano stout was gone, and the raspberry was, sat there, I think, for a while. I think we ended up dumping some of it because no so. one ever really drank it. Well... That kind of that's one of our things. I one of our beers we're actually known for now is our poblano stout. So it's okay. our number forty-two poblano stout. But it was kind of one of those trial and error nice. things where one of them was just oh, I, I can cool even though, taste it? it to this day. I, again, <laughs> so sweet. Bad. I'm just like oh, I can't stand the sweet. But well, the story
0: the, doesn't end there.
1: Well, why is that? Oh, the fort, How we got the name? You mean? Mm-hmm. So then when, so he likes to tell, so are you guys familiar with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Yes. Hitchhiker's Uh, Guide to the Galaxy. Not enough. Not enough to know whatever your reference is going to be. I am not at all either, honestly. He's read the book. He's seen the movie, all this stuff. So in the movie or book, they build a supercomputer and it gives you the answer to life and everything and blah, blah, blah. And the answer is 42. Okay. Okay. This is stuff that I learned from this yes. man who reads and does all this <laughs> great stuff. So when we went to go uh, uh, scale up to actually brew when we opened up the brewery, they called for like a hundred and sixty some odd poblano peppers for us to add into a seven barrel tank versus guy, what would we do? We did like three, three for the five or gallons. something for okay. a five gallon batch. So we went around and searched like every every king supers that you could imagine (laughs) trying to find as many as we could and uh we i came home with a bunch and he started counting them and then he counted and it was 42. exactly so
0: she was getting her purse to go back out to the next set of grocery stores and as i was counting them i got to the number 42 and i was like nope don't go anywhere anymore just We're gonna, just this is just and, and so that's where it. i got
1: the history of this is the this and the movie and the book so the, the answer to the beer <laughs> to it. It, it is
0: if you ask siri what the answer to the to life, <laughs> life the universe the and everything is, exactly. is yeah. she will come up at, at one out of four times with the number 42
2: yeah okay
1: so. she's not right 100 of the time Siri's a little <laughs> wrong so that's kind of our that's the whole that's kind of the fun things about some of the names that we do it's, it has a lot to do with um, culture pop culture. you know that movies this yeah. man if you never understand what he's saying it's typically a movie quote i've learned that about him over the past <laughs> 15 years or so
2: go ahead you going There's a ask lot us.
1: of a lot of things vary by the
3: hops mm-hmm. So where do you guys buy your hops i mean you must buy a lot of hops Is we there do. like a hops distributor
1: How does that work? There are. Well, I mean, what? Growers all over the world, of course.
0: Growers all over the world. Um, Typically, you have UK and and German hops are some of the more traditional varieties. Um, The United States are known for for the big C's. (laughs) Columbus, Chinook, Cascade, Centennial. And then you have Southern Hemisphere hops, whether it's from Australia or New Zealand. Um, And then Colorado is actually getting getting on the bandwagon and and doing very well at it because the western slope again is uh is primed for that that growth so they're doing a lot of those typical american hops that i mentioned but Um, we get ours
1: through just um, yeah i
0: mean we we use a a distributor yeah that does that and then there's a lot of people that will do um local farms Mm -hmm. around here that Mm -hmm. we will also sometimes buy for special special occasion beers and Mm -hmm. things like that okay
1: And then... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is your backyard full of hops? Do you grow some, too?
0: It was. You tried, (laughs) yeah.
1: We tried in our um, house in Arvada. He had them going up the side of our house. And what was it? Was it... um,
0: Chinook and Cascade.
1: Yep. And we never really got a... a, It just... It takes a while for them. What do you say? Two, three years? Yeah, about
0: two years to get the first real crop.
1: And we had not very good soil so it's yeah. all yeah. right it's sure. all those things yeah. and um but we have actually talked with a few um locals that have just have their own little fun you know hop gardens or whatever yeah. and are like you got to come over and pick some hops and maybe someday <laughs> we'll get over and get there <laughs> yeah, that My sounds, so they're, like, they're always offering it up, right, right? they like yeah. take these because i mean that and they're sounds all over like work yeah i know right <laughs> you pick them bring them too em. much work yes are they
2: perennials or are they annuals they there are perennials Okay. Every year. Yeah. Yep. And Wait, you have to replant them every year? No,
0: nope. they'll oh. come back. They'll they come, come back. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny is that they'll, um, they produce, or you can cut roots off of the one plant and plant it again for oh. another plant. So they use Almost like clones or
2: something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But oh, they have to
3: grow awesome. up something. So you have to have...
0: Yeah, you something. have to have a stringer with a trellis. And How like high that. do yep. they grow? We, 12 feet our, our house in Arvada was over 30 feet high, and they would go that They'd high. Oh, wow. And I think that was part of our problem. If we would have... If we would have stunted Just that growth for maybe 30 or 30% yeah. less than that, mm-hmm. they might have produced better. a little bit more. Because they were but okay. putting
2: so much energy in. They into were putting a lot done, of energy.
0: Yeah. You, can, you actually can see them grow. Okay. Overnight, oh, yeah. sometimes we would see them go 12
2: Oh, that's 12 crazy, inches. really? Yeah. It huh. was cool.
0: Um, and they'll go around the, around the um, stringer clockwise because they're following the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So they'll, they'll literally do this and it's just clockwise, and it just kind of goes up like this, but it's just following the He was
1: making a winding. Yeah. I was making yeah. a winding. We're, we're not I was thinking <laughs> Just think a clock spring. <laughs> there you go.
2: So do you guys have a focus on local as best you can, or how do you, how do, you do that? We
1: do our best. Um, we, you know, as, as often as we can, um, local ingredients.
0: Local ingredients. Um, most of our base malt for the beer, um, which is, think of flour for a cake the biggest ingredient amount Uh, most of our base malt comes from a company over in Monte vista
2: oh that's cool good um
0: and then uh hops are a little bit different because of the distributors we kind of go through but Mm. for our pizza and stuff like that um a lot of our meats come from a company right here in brighton
1: dale's Wild wild west they oh, do huh. cool. plug them i hope they're listening <laughs> <laughs> Discount. i uh, know right no we do they are they're great guys they came in started bringing us jerky and so we were doing that and then now that we're doing the pizzas and stuff it's been awesome that they they bring us a ton of samples and stuff and we even talked about maybe doing some ribs and
0: yeah and the, oh, all cool. that the flour we use for some of the pizza dough we're getting samples here in the next week or so of a company that's up i think it's at fort lupton or Plattville. And they've got locally fla- local grown wheat to flour and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm.
1: as often as we can, we try and do that. It gets mm-hmm. um, as long as cost effective too, <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you guys have the pizza, and you have you have some food items here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that that changes what you are from a. I mean, that can change you from a tasting room to
1: to uh, so it's a restaurant brew pub um brew is okay. Where okay. we're currently working on so we're currently going to be applying to do a brew pub which would allow us to actually have a full liquor license um and bring in we've talked about bringing in wine until we do that we are still a manufacturing wholesale brewery, brewery okay. that serves food so we we uh, we have always said before we went into doing the pizzas we we are a brewery who happens to serve awesome artisan pizza. Yeah. So, um, Good. That's cool. yes, we want to still focus and that's helped on that a lot, hasn't it? I think so. I think, cause there are people who will just, they just want to come in and enjoy the beer. And you know, the great thing about having the food option is first we have a little bit more control over what we, what people are getting. Right. Mm-hmm. So fresh and, um, really awesome. And they get to see the experience in that plus We want them, of course, to hang out at our place a little longer, not just have a beer and leave because they're hungry. And and that's a lot of what we were experiencing. And even at our old location we were, but that space was so small, there was no way we could really do food. And Nathaniel worked in the food industry for... To almost 20 years I guess and so he when we he first started the brewery he's like I don't really want to do food I want to <laughs> focus on the beer he's like I've had enough of that kind of thing so we put it off and sometimes even swore up and down we would never do food and then you know you come into an awesome huge space like this and um, you want to keep people here and you know get that thing and I think that's what we felt Brighton. Wanted. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the consumers that we have that come in, our customers, um, that's what they they want—a place that they can go and kind of, you know, get great beer, enjoy some food, enjoy their friends, chill, just you know, relax. And um, I think Brighton does a lot, has a lot of that already, but to add more to it, we're we're excited to be able to do that. So Definitely.
2: and it beats the food truck coming and you know, relying on somebody else to provide food, it, right?
1: And it's just – the food trucks were great, but, you know, did they – Did you guys do
2: them here? We and, did. And in... We
1: did, and, but it wasn't – you know, they we had slower days, and that's hard for them as a right. business sure. to come on a slower day, and I understand that. So, you know, on a Monday when we aren't as busy or, you know, th- that they wouldn't come, and so people wouldn't stay. Yeah. And so we that was kind of a choice that we had to be like, you know yeah. – we want to have the consistency where people know that when they come here, they can also have that option. We tried it with the food trucks and, you know, they got to run their business just like we do. So unfortunately oh, yeah. that didn't work out, but the, you know, and the food truck aspect was great. Cause you know, they, it changed up everything, right? You could have different things and that kind of stuff, but it just didn't work out. We wanted to bring it in house. So that yeah. was a long explanation. <laughs> Sorry. No, it told you she was long. Oh, uh, you're one to talk. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so we're we're getting uh, we're we're getting close to the end. So yeah. I want to ask you guys uh, the question that I ask everybody. So if you guys can have a message, and I want I want to hear from both of you guys. Actually. Oh crap! If you could have a message that goes out <laughs> to the whole world, um, what would that be? And you guys can decide who goes first. Or it you does, can go. just.
3: It doesn't have to be beer related. Yeah. it could be your mantra or. Yeah. Anything,
0: go. I get to go first.
3: You get to go first.
1: Good, because
0: then I, I'm easy. Yeah. Um, as Andrea said, I'm I'm big on movies and stuff like this, and I think <laughs> one one thing would kind of sum up my billboard, and it's a it's a throwback to Bill and Ted, um, and they they had a saying that they said was be excellent to each other, and honestly, I think that's that's kind of what drives me, you know. Um, in all the things that I, I do and we, we teach people what, what to do in a, in a brewery aspect and just in general teaching the kids, things like that, i I rather have fun with somebody and, and be good to each other than worry about being mad or, or frustrated or whatever. So I think that's what my billboard would be. Yeah, He's excellent great. to each other. You I have did know exactly that. what you were going to say. I cannot follow that. <laughs> you that had is an opportunity. Awful. You could have gone
1: first. Goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Nope. No, You're going to push I'm... me
0: over the edge when we get there.
1: Every time. <laughs> Yes. Maybe that's, that's your well. motto. Dang it. Back off. That's mine. No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> Be good to everybody and, and back, back off.
1: And back off. <laughs> Guy, yeah, I can't really... that.
2: You can second his. The, I, I
1: would love to second his because he... Uh, it's perfect. That was perfect. That was, and choose wisely. There you go. That's my. Did you just skateboard? I totally, out of that totally one? did. That's awesome. Dude. You're not even using your own
0: skateboard on that line. Nope.
1: Nope. No. Thanks, honey. That's what marriage is all about. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm you, here shan- for you I knew it. I'm out the door. No.
2: So tell us um, is there anything, any other information that you want to get out there? Anything that we didn't.
3: Tell us your socials and your yeah, website. Your any events? Yeah, we're on Facebook. So I'm six two three 623-85, Oh, not that social.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't give that.
2: Sorry. You can no. give that to me offline. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have no money, so good luck. No, yeah. um, no. We Facebook, Instagram, um, all the social media, our website, at all Big that. Choice Brew is yep. What our... At Big Choice Brew, Twitter. Um, you know, we have a ton of events. We are very local, community focused. Um, we go out and do a ton with the community. A lot of fundraisers we have, uh, and all the information that we do, you guys, everybody can find on online. We love our um, space. We love Brighton. We love everybody that's supported us. Even, I mean, even in Broomfield, it we've just had a great experience. It's been awesome. That can, uh, be your,
0: that can be your billboard. Come share it with us.
1: Come share it with us? Sure. That sounds like go. a song.
0: We could write that one. <laughs> <laughs> We've
1: Used got the microphone the band. here. She, she's know.
0: got GarageBand on
1: the. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I just um, come experience what we have to offer and come enjoy. We've got a great staff and great beer and pizza. I
2: keep forgotten the pizza. And you have an event coming up next Thursday?
1: We do. So the event, um, we are excited. Miller Farms is, we're going to work with them to get some pumpkins and that. And they are going, we're going to do some pumpkin carving, uh, $10. Uh, and that gets you a pumpkin. Uh, for the kiddos, you get pop and for the adults uh, uh you get a free 10 ounce pour or a 10 ounce pour and five dollars will actually go back to uh vets for farmers so vets and farmers vets veterans to farmers. To farmers. veterans to farmers veterans to yes. farmers wow i blew that one that's okay um, <laughs> we're here for you <laughs> thank you thank you so uh starts at six o'clock um tickets can be bought on our our website and yeah, we're super excited. We'll be playing the Bronco game. Nice. Uh, serving up some pizza. Got some good deals. So, yeah. And
3: everyone can try your beer if they come out to the farm festival because you yes. guys are having you have some a couple
1: m- kegs out different types. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. Beers so out we there have our uh, Gen X Mexican Lager out there, very light, easy drinking. Delicious. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> we have uh, we are trying to kind of break it up with an, an IPA because. I know some people enjoy those as well. So yeah, we have that serving every weekend out there at Bromley Farm. So we're excited for that too.
3: Cool. So you can find all this information on our website, edibleeconomy.com. And that's where you can listen to the podcast or listen to the podcast wherever you listen to all your podcasts.
2: And we'll put some cool pictures up because this is an awesome space. Yes,
3: come check out their brew... Tasting
1: room, yes. Not brew pub, yeah. not yet. Tasting, not yet. Almost, yes. <laughs> but we do have food. But it's very
2: <laughs> Andrea, Nathaniel, thanks, guys. This is awesome. Thank Thank you, guys. For guys. Thanks for having thanks. us.